When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here's your host, Kyle Corwin. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 11. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, share with the people the one word you would use to describe your feelings surrounding the potential of the 2018 postseason insanity all right i'll allow you to expand this is cool man it's just i love the fact that we're about to take part in two 163 games and wild cards about to be crazy and it's just straight insane well you know something that's got me excited and something that i would like to take just a brief moment to thank you and all yankees for is allowing my red Sox to finish with a franchise record 108 wins. Not to mention contributing to Mookie Betts' batting title, J.D. Martinez also uh, taking part, feasting rather, off of Yankees pitching, finishing the year with a three thirty batting average. Betts and Martinez, by the way, finishing first and second in batting average for all of Major League Baseball. And the former of those two, basically a lock for AL MVP. So I would just like to take a second to give a heartfelt thank you, not only to you, but to all Yankee fans for being there this whole season to witness such a dominant season across the board, all facets of the game, by the best team in the game, my 2018 Boston Red Sox. It's been a real joy uh, watching Boston pretty much hold first place for the entirety of the season. So, I just, again, I just want to say thank you. I was really hoping today we could preview the wild card games, but with our luck not happening, we gotta no. we gotta take care of a couple tiebreakers uh, tomorrow. But before we dive into that, let me just kind of run through the playoff team records just to give everybody kind of a checkpoint perspective of where we're at uh, through 162 games. Got 163 tomorrow. But through 162, we got Boston coming in best in baseball, 108 and 54. Houston, 103 and 59. New York, 162. Oakland, 97 and 65. <laughs> Cleveland, 91 and 71. Atlanta, 90 and 72. 
RIP to the Rays, also finishing with 90 wins, as <laughs> as did Atlanta. Uh, Chicago coming in at 95 and 67. Milwaukee, 95 and 67. And both Colorado and Los Angeles coming in at 91 and 71. So... What's your take so, on what's your take on that field right there? Um I would say if you take out the I would say take out the Brewers and the Braves, it's about what everyone expected. Yeah. Um I think Brewers kind of shocked some people. Um I think Christian Yelich shocked some people. Um, I think Lorenzo Cain had a pretty good year, too. Uh, they had an all-star in uh, Jesus Aguilar. Um, the Braves, obviously, are ahead of schedule with what they're doing. I think the Braves uh, definitely ruined some predictions from, from the beginning of the year. But uh, I think, overall, it's, a, it's an awesome picture. We're seeing, for the most part, the best teams in baseball. And that's what it's all about. So is it safe to say that from your perspective, Atlanta was the the bigger surprise than Milwaukee? Uh, yes, for sure. 100%. You? I would say so. Yeah, I mean, like the last few episodes I've been talking about, and really everybody else has been talking about how Atlanta seems to be a year, maybe even two ahead of schedule. Well, um, no one knew. No one knew Albies and Acuna were going to have this. No. Nobody knew that this was going to happen, and they're the, uh, in my opinion, top two players in, on their roster. Well, Freddie Freeman's probably the top one. So, top two of the top three. Well, okay. So, speaking of things we didn't expect to happen, how do you feel about the Yelich acquisition? Like, did do you think anybody really expected an MVP? season after getting picked up not at all um i think they expected decent production um i liked the idea when they added both him and kane that you basically uh you know you have two center fielders that you can you can move around accordingly um that they could play any positions and for the most part they stayed in center field and left field I think all year, um, but I just I think it was smart moves, and I mean we're talking Mustakis, you know that's another un- underrated addition that they made at the deadline, um, and then you know I mean they filled some holes that really helped them out uh, pitching wise. I don't know honestly. I'm gonna be 100. percent I have no idea what their pitching is like. I don't know if it's if it's really going to be enough to make a deep run. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to that's going to contribute to the fact that they're probably going bullpen game tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow? Yeah, I think I saw somewhere that Craig Council didn't announce today's pitcher until like late last night. And by today, I mean Sunday. Um Yeah. We'll see how that pans out. It'll be an interesting approach. I mean, fortunately, they're in the playoff or postseason rather, um, but obviously a, a big game tomorrow that you you would like to win. So to wrap up on the Brewers, um, so riddle me this: um, if Christian Yelich gets his 
home run and I think two RBIs, right? What he needs. That's correct. Yep. If he gets that tomorrow, does he still technically get the triple crown award? He does. Yeah. Because I mean, it's technically did, still the regular season. It right? is, and I I did a little bit of looking around today, and tomorrow's game uh, will count because they're still gonna teams are still gonna have the option to use their uh, expanded rosters, therefore ah. making it an official game. So okay, so that makes things very interesting. I didn't even think about that with the expanded rosters. That game is going to take three and a half hours. Yeah, easily. They're going to use every dude in the bullpen, and they're just going to go matchups all day. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a relatively lengthy game. Uh, but kind of looking, let's recap. Let's recap Sunday. What we knew at the start of the day, what happened, and what what this means moving forward. So, what we knew at the start of the day, pretty self-explanatory. Cubs or Brewers, whoever won. Uh, would have clinched the NL Central if uh, with a win and a loss by the other team. Um, also, same situation for Dodgers-Rockies for the NL West. Um, what happened? If you haven't heard already, Dodgers beat the Giants 15-0. Rockies beat the Nationals 12-0. Milwaukee blanked Detroit 11-0. And the Cubbies took down St. Louis by a score of 10-5. So right there in those four key games, you've got three shutouts and all, all double digit runs. Yeah, all four of those teams combined for forty eight runs on a day Ooh. where you really needed to have all the pieces together in order to to extend your chances to another day. So I'd say all four of those teams showed out as, as needed. And it's funny that the one team that actually let up runs. Chicago, it was against St. Louis, who up until like a day or two ago was still in the hunt. So I'll cut him some slack on that, not being part of the shutout party. But yeah, still noteworthy. Three shutouts, big time offense. So what does this mean moving forward? Well, obviously, now we got two tiebreakers on Monday. Uh, Brewers and Cubs are going to be at one o'clock on ESPN, Rockies and Dodgers are going to be at four o'clock on ESPN. And that's Eastern time. Probable starters. Talked already. Brewers looking like it's going to be a bullpen game. Uh, the Cubs going with Jose Quintana, which I know you were surprised at first. Um, I am, uh, but keep going. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to him. Uh, yeah. Ro- Rockies going with Herman Marquez and the Dodgers going with Walker Bueller. So that's what we have on record. That's what's on MLB.com. I guess it's subject to change, but at this point, with the games being not very far away, I would imagine that that would be about as official as it's going to get. But going back to the Cubs' choice, what's your what are, what are your feelings on that? Initial feelings. Um, initially, kind of surprised because, like. To me, I, I guess what they're looking at is if they win this game and then, well, if they lose this game and then win the wild card, now you're basically going to your number three guy in the rotation to start off the NLDS, right? And so 
I don't know. To me, it's I'm more of a win now, figure it out later kind of situation because viewer or listeners, if you don't know this, um, like the winner of this also gets number one seed, like home field advantage throughout the playoffs for the NL because the Braves already, you know, clinch, but they don't have the same record. So with the Cubs, if they win, they get to skip over this wild card game and they get to be at home for the rest of the playoffs. That is a really big deal. And so I know it's not seen as a do or die game because they're all clinched. You're all in it. But I personally, I don't think I would go with Lester. I would probably throw Hendricks. That's, that's my feeling. I would probably go with a, you know, a hard sinker baller who's going to keep the ball down and keep it, you know, from flying out of the park. That's just me though. Yeah. And I mean, uh, those are some of the thoughts you shared with me before we hopped on, but pulling up some of the numbers and I think the key loan explanation that went into this decision being made was the fact that he is four and one with a 2.17 ERA in six starts against Milwaukee this season. And they're hitting a buck 77 against him. So yeah, don't think they're too worried about putting him out there at least to start. I mean, obviously you can go to whoever after that, but yeah, you obviously have a short leash in this game for anybody. Yeah. And I think they're aware of that. And I think that that's why they don't view this as a super high risk move considering the numbers I just read off, but we'll see. I'm sure, like you said, everybody's going to be on a short leash and there will be a lot of moves made resulting in a couple long moves. To me, it's like I would have even chosen Cole Hamels over Quintana. Even with the – I mean, I understand the matchup, but I'm going who's hot lately. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Cole Hamels has been great since he came over. Yeah. Um, and I'm big on the veteran guy, too. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm big, big time. on having big the time. experience. The guy has a World Series ring. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely gets the, the atmosphere. Quintana, for the most part of his career, has been in the other side of Chicago who haven't done anything. And I just, I don't know. That's kind of my vote. I get not throwing Lester because Lester's – yeah, I, he's big game Lester for sure, but I understand saving him. So I just doesn't make too much sense to me, but whatever. Well, kind of recapping again, kind of what we know, what's been made clear already, and kind of what you've already touched on. The winner of the Brewers-Cubs game will earn the top seed in the NL and home field throughout through the NLCS. The loser will host the National League wildcard game against the NL West runner-up. On Tuesday, the winner of the Rockies Dodgers game will earn the number two seed in the NL and host the Braves in the NLDS. And the loser will play the NL Central runner up on the road in Tuesday's wildcard game. Uh, that game will be at 8 o'clock on ESPN. And also, we know that the AL wildcard game will be at 8 o'clock on Wednesday on TBS. So, looking at these tiebreakers, two teams in particular, coming in very, very hot. Rockies, prior to their loss on Saturday, had an eight-game winning streak, just tearing the cover off the ball. Oh, yeah. 
Um, the Brewers have won seven straight, and you've got your stud, Christ- Christian Yelich, coming into a game, again, that counts towards his potential triple, triple crown numbers. Do you think he gets it? Uh, see, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where it's a question of whether or not Joe Madden's going to pitch around him like he did to Harper in, what was that, 2016? Yeah, yeah um, I can see that. So, I don't know. And another thing to keep in mind is the Cubs have handled Yelich pretty well this season. He's batting a buck 75 in 15 games yeah. against him this year. Uh, but like you said, he only needs a home run and two RBIs. And that's I'm gonna, I'm, that, that's I'm assuming predict, that Baez doesn't doesn't do anything big or Ronaldo yeah. doesn't do anything big, so a lot of moving parts. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict he gets the RBIs, but he doesn't get the home run. I don't know. It seems lately, anytime he's been putting the ball over the fence, there's been guys on base. So, I mean, he can do yeah. it. He can he can get both in one swing of the bat. But it's just again, it's a matter of whether there's going to be guys on pace. And yeah. whether or not he gets pitched to, because if there's an open yeah. base, I'm putting him. In, I'm putting him on ten times out of ten. There's absolutely, well, let's just absolutely say, no sense in pitching to him. Let's just say if there's a man on first, when he gets up to the plate, that will be the shortest lead you've ever seen. That guy is just going to take it one step off the bag. Oh, for sure, and not moving anywhere. For sure. Let's talk a little Rockies Dodgers. Well, you already know how I feel about the Dodgers. Sticking with it, huh? I told you. I I've been saying. I actually went back and pulled up the the episode where I first said I was I had the Dodgers as division champs, and it was the August eighth episode, I believe. It was actually the episode where you sang "Sweet Caroline." Uh, Don't remind me. It, we brought it up in the in the DMs portion of the episode. Somebody had asked uh, kind of what we thought about the NL West race, and I went on to make my proclamation, Dodgers, NL West champs. It was looking a little shaky the last couple of days, but <laughs> they've, they've been given new life in the form of a tie-breaking game tomorrow, or today, I guess, once people are listening to this. Um, but... We'll see. Who's this Walker guy? Who's this Walker Bueller guy? Never heard of him. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't either. <laughs> I mean, what what are we doing here? I'm sure he's doing like, something right because they're in the position that they're in. So I'm sure he's contributed to it somewhat. We'll see. At this point, we'll the way see. I, I mean, see it, the the way I see it is everybody on every team in baseball has contributed some way, somehow, to their team's success. With the exception sure. of Drew Pomerantz and the Boston Red Sox, he is yeah, the absolute worst pitcher probably of all time. Let's keep this a Boston Red Sox free podcast. Well, for once, we're not going to do that. But yes, Rockies Dodgers. What's your uh, What's your take? Got any hot takes or any takes in general? Um, LA is going to be popping. L.A. is going to be nuts. I mean, they you saw the atmosphere in the World Series last year. Um, but I don't know, dude. I honestly feel like this is going to be like a 12 to 10 game. I okay, feel well, like it's going to be we get, Before we get into numbers, I know I mentioned 
not too long ago. This game's gonna be at four o'clock Eastern, so that's what one o'clock game out there on yeah. a, on a work day. Yeah. I mean, I'm certain I'm certain that people are gonna be skipping work, but yeah, I mean, how much of a buzzkill is that? I don't understand the overall scheduling of it. I mean, I get that you like you have to, you have to travel that night to get to wherever you're going for Tuesday, but it's still lame. Like, come on. I mean, like I, Tuesday's I, a Tuesday's a night game, right? Uh, yeah. And I was actually just getting into it with a guy on Twitter who clearly did not understand the logistics that go into this this whole like tiebreaker slash wild card game transition. And I was yeah. trying to explain to him that I was like, "There's a lot. There's a lot of uncertainty surrounding these games in terms of who's going where, who's who's taking what seed, yada yada yada." Right. And because of that, these teams these teams need some breathing room to figure out travel plans, any any like roster predicaments that you might encounter heading into yeah. the official postseason, I guess you could say. Um but but at the end of the day, to me, like travel is the biggest issue with that. Because like if you if you guys play or if you're playing eight o'clock games that doesn't give you very much time to get things figured out. Right. Less than 24 hours later, you're going to be back on the field. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I don't like it, but I understand it. Uh, either way, I know it's both day games. Those stadiums are going to be rocking. Chicago's hosting, right? Yeah. Chicago's hosting the one o'clock game. Dodgers, you know, Chicago's going nuts. Oh, they'll be going, they'll be throwing beers all over the place. Yeah. They're, they're going to be hammered. Flapping the blue towels, it's going to be wild there. Um, yeah, I, either way, I think uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, not to mention, I mean, we—I know you're not a huge fan of it. I think it's still kind of cool, but you know, Charlie Blackman hit for the sink the cycle today. I did, oh, and big so time. we're just seeing a lot of offense between, you know, as you already mentioned, it between these four teams. I think both games are going to be high-scoring and long. If you had to pick an X factor for this one game tomorrow for both teams, who do you th- who would you have for the Rockies, Rockies Dodgers? Rockies Dodgers, yeah. Um, because it's hard to me. It's hard to pick an X factor for the Rockies right now, offensively at yeah. least, because I feel like everybody's hitting the baseball. I'm going. I'm going to stay with Charlie Blackman. Um, for my X Factor. I think he stays hot. And um, I'm going to say Justin Turner for the Dodgers. That was a good pick. That guy, that guy makes – that guy did hit some clutch home runs. Like he – his tacos are always super clutch, you yeah. know? So, yeah, those are my two picks. How about you? Uh, Dodgers, I would, I'd probably go Justin Turner as well. I think Rockies, if I'm picking a guy that could, I don't want to say make or break the team's chances tomorrow, but a guy who I feel like can potentially put the game away would be Nolan Arenado. Like, oh yeah, I know he gets a bad rap a lot of times of putting up the numbers, but playing at Coors Field and then in terms of playoff experience, all that. I think the guy's, he, the guy's still 
stud. He's a stud, and I think this year, especially with the team that they have, I mean, 90-plus wins, one of the best offenses in the league, I think he has a chance this year to kind of get that monkey off his back um, and kind of really show the baseball world. Now that everybody's going to be tuning in across the country, I feel like he's really going to have a chance to to really make it known just how much talent he has. Not that people necessarily doubt his talent, but just whether or not he'll be able to channel it um, come postseason time. So I think I think he'll be he'll be a guy to keep your eye on tomorrow and potentially throughout the playoffs. I like that. Not to mention he's probably going to win another platinum glove. Yeah, which is wild. If there was a third, I swear, if there was a third baseman. To build your like, if you had to pick somebody to build your franchise around that was a third baseman, I honestly would would go with Nolan Arenado just for his defense alone. Hands down, dude's a stud. I would pay for tickets to go watch him. Okay, so if you're going to try to find like where to sit and how much to pay, how are you going to do that? I'm glad you asked, Nate. I've got the answer, and it is Seat Geek. Do you need tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert, including playoff baseball? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that cold, hard cash. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. Moving on to some DMs. If you want. DM. Unless DMs. you want to cover AL wildcard. Ooh. Uh, maybe we can incorporate that with the DMs. How's that sound? I guess because I feel like we have to talk about it because that's pretty much the only certainty that we have right now in baseball is the American League wild card game. Yep. So it's weird, isn't it? Definitely. Need to um, that. All right. First question is from Andrew Crandall on Snapchat. How do you think the national league will pan out? Who do you think will end up in the world series and ultimately lose out to the AL champ? Andrew has it figured out with half of that question. <laughs> Um, well, again, it's worth repeating. I've got the Dodgers making it to the World Series in terms of how the NL will shake out. Um, I'm going to have the Dodgers playing. See, I, see the, it's so crazy. The now format is so say. confusing. Cause I don't even know who would be, who would be playing who. Yeah. Um, all right, actually, I've got it pulled up here. So the A's, would be, I mean, the Braves would be playing the winner of the Rockies-Dodgers. Um, and, or no, the loser. See, I, I even spouted this off earlier in the episode, and I've already forgot, and I don't even know how to map out this postseason format. Nonetheless, I'm going to have the... Dodgers, I don't know. I'd be willing to give the Braves a little bit of love. I really? Could, I could see the Braves in the in the NLCS. Wow. That means the Braves, if if I'm 
reading this correctly, the Braves would have to beat out the Rockies. So that'd be a little bit of a challenge out of the gate. Again, I don't know if I'm reading this correctly. I think I am. But nonetheless, I would give I'd give the Braves a little love there. Um but like I've said, a little bit ahead of schedule. I think the Dodgers are a much deeper team. They've got far more experience. And by far more experience, I mean far more experience. Um, and I think that'll be what pushes them into the World Series. Um, and then, like he already said, they're going to lose out anyway, so it's all for naught. What's your take? I'm going, I'm going Cubs for the same reason, depth and experience. Yeah, I could see that. Um, which which means the Dodgers will be losing to the Brewers in the wild card game. Dang, you don't even have them get. Oh yeah, that's right. You told me you don't even have them get out of the wild card game. Yep. That's that's brutal, man. Yep. How are we and that polar opposite on our takes about the Dodgers? We're coming back to this. We're coming back to this. You will re- you will replay this recording because of me calling the shots. Well, I'm not planning on doing that because I I don't see the Dodgers losing tomorrow games. and Tuesday. No, I'm sorry, yeah. you're you're off your rocker. That's not lose happening. lose tomorrow and Kershaw's going to choke in the wild card game. Okay, Chris Maddox on Instagram. Man, don't even give me a chance to. Respond. <laughs> All right. Do you think the young Braves, along with some veterans? can win the whole thing. Um, removing my feelings about the Dodgers from the equation, uh, just looking at the Braves objectively, I just don't, like I said, I'm a big veteran slash experienced guy when it comes to situations like these. I just don't think they've got the pieces. But then again, Anything could happen in baseball. You might have a surprise team. I mean, they've pretty much been a surprise the whole season. So what's to stop them come postseason time? I mean, something to keep in mind, and I know this might sound silly to some people, but you never know. With like a, a young, loose bunch like that, the the experience in the postseason might not be something that they absolutely need. That might not be a necessity because – it might not affect them the way it would another team because I just feel like these guys are have been playing loose all season. They're just young guys out there just balling day in and day out. You, you never know. It might not have the same impact. So we'll see. I, it's, a, it's a good question, and I don't want to sound too strongly one way or the other because, again, they've surprised us all year. So what's to say uh, that would I, change? Yeah, I say no. I say of all of the teams we've been talking about in the NL, I would say they have the least chance of winning it all. Winning it all. I would choose every other NL team over them. And not because I don't like the Braves. I just I'm more scared of the other teams. Yeah, and I mean that's fair. And like I said, I don't want to I don't want to sound too strongly one way or the other here. But I mean, if you would have if you would like at the beginning of the season, if you would have asked me, do you see the Braves in this situation? I would have said, you're crazy. Yeah, I agree. But here we are uh, a day or two away from getting the postseason started and they're sitting as division champs. They're not even playing for a wild card game. I mean, they're, they've got the division locked up. 
Right. So who knows? Maybe we're in for a couple more surprises. Maybe so. All right. Uh, John Ferrara on Snapchat. Why are the Yankees the best team in baseball? Um, I've got 108 reasons that say that they're not. See, I'm confused by the question as to whether it's sarcastic, like saying, why are they considered to be? I don't think any rational thinking baseball fan would ask that question with a serious undertone. I think, yeah, I think this is because I personally can't say it and I love my Yankees. And, but I know they're not the best team in baseball right now. Can I get you to repeat that? Um, just so I can easily go back and cut this out and make it its own its own clip. Negative. That was one time thing. Are the Yankees the best team in baseball? I already answered that. Now, now we're messing up the show. No, the show can't go on until you answer the question. Are the Yankees the best team in baseball? Not at the moment. That's all I needed to hear. But the truth is, is um, the reason why they are one of the best. Um, you say one is, of one of the best. Who who is the best? I'm just curious. Now you're pushing buttons. No, it's I mean it's an honest it's an honest question that I'm seeking an answer to. With intent of pushing buttons. I mean, we can go off. And I'm completely just going off the cuff here. I mean, we could go by record. We could go by, and these are just completely random ideas. No, I I, I come into these with no angle. Uh, we could go, we could base it on who has the MVP, um, who has the top two players in the category of batting average. I mean. Take your pick. I mean, all right. Here we're here we're gonna go. Okay. For those reasons, at the end of the regular season, at the end of the regular season, the Red Sox take the cake for saying I'm the number one team. Okay. For the end of the regular season. But when it comes down to it, they will not have the pitching to get through all the way to win the World Series. That's what I'm saying right now. None of those guys in your big rotation are any good in the playoffs. And they've never been good in the playoffs. And I'm then we've already talked about how, you know, questionable the bullpen is. I think that will be the number one reason why they don't win this thing. And that is that is a truthful answer outside of being a Yankees fan. If I'm if I'm going to just be from the outside just use knowledge of baseball. I'm saying that's why they're out. All right. So then as an objective baseball fan, where do you have them falling out? Uh, in the division series to the Yankees. And you're saying that as an objective baseball fan. I am. And what is your reasoning head to head that you think the Yankees would beat the Red Sox? Pitching. Both starting and and uh, bullpen. Okay, well, I would argue that your rotation is in far more shambles than Boston's. The bullpen, yeah, you've got that, you've got that matchup locked down. But in terms of starting staff and who's going to take the ball, 
I'm still taking the Red Sox rotation. Not in seven games. Not not in seven games for me. Sale is the only one that really worries me. Well, you're saying in a five. You're saying in the division series, so it'd be a five. Sorry, game. yeah, yeah, five. Sorry, yeah, five. Not in, not in a five game series. Sale's the only one that that worries me. The other guys don't make me nervous at all. Not even Price at home in game two, because that would no. almost certainly be the case. Because they're not even going to take him. I guarantee you, they won't even give that guy a plane ticket. They're going to say you're throwing game don't, two. You're throwing game two. You watch the rest from the clubhouse. We'll see you when we get back. That guy yeah. will not see New York. So you're saying even with Price taking or Sale taking game one and Price game two. Yep. What you think you're going to win three straight? No, it's not going to be a sweep. It's going five. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm giving us a two two nothing edge right out of the gate. So you're saying you're going to win three straight? No, it's not going. It's not going two straight. Okay, well, Sales Price Price taking game, game one. Yeah. Okay, and who's gonna? Who do you think is gonna be that that matchup for the Yankees? Who who who'll be on the mound for that game? So if we're saying Sevy's Sevy's already been chosen for wild card game, uh, he was pulled from today's start. It, to me, that gives me the answer. Uh, even if they haven't come out and said it, do they have the probable listed yet? I don't think they do. Not for that game. It hasn't been officially yeah. listed. Um, I'm gonna go. Sevy takes that game. Do you agree with that? That choice? Yeah, based off of how he's pitched lately. Yeah, because Tanaka's completely gone the other way as of late. Um, and I think showing that Jay Happ is pretty effective against the Red Sox, they're gonna save him for the Red Sox series. Um, so I. I could possibly see Jay Happ going game one against the Red Sox. Well, his ERA is significantly better at Yankee Stadium, which is why a lot of people thought that he'd be pitching the wild card game at home. But I think if he did go this series, that'd be an interesting move to go with him at Fenway. Not to say he would do terribly, but I, yeah, as a Yankees fan, I would like his chances a lot better at Yankee Stadium. Sure. I mean, it's still, again, it's still super sketchy with the fact that Sale is going to throw and that guy's probably not giving, I mean, he's giving up less than three. I can say that safely. Um, so it's it's definitely sketchy. It's almost, it doesn't matter who's pitching against him because it's, it's going to be such a tight game. And again, we're going to see because of the Yankees bullpens being so strong, we're going to see short leashes basically all of the playoffs. Because you know the offense can get back in it at any time. Um, and the bullpen has just been that reliable. Well, let's not overlook Oakland yet. I haven't crossed let's that not, bridge. Let's not get too crazy. I, I think that'll be a good game. I, I won't say that's going to be a blowout. That is going to be a very good game. But if they're not, if they don't have a starter, it's I'm gonna go with the Yankees at home, and it's gonna be electric. I am looking forward to watching that game. That'll be a that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Um, what about wraps it up? Uh, unless you have any other outstanding points you feel need to be made. Um, 
big props to Miguel Andujar. Uh, I think locking down the Rookie of the Year trophy. Uh, anybody that votes for Shohei Otani is just absolutely crazy and clearly lives in L.A. Uh, Miguel Andujar deserves my biggest props for my Yankees this year. I would agree with you on that one. I can objectively look at that and give him credit, uh, especially holding it down there for a while when uh, injuries kind of plagued you all a little bit. Um, definitely provided a little bit of consistency in the lineup. Um, yeah. Especially as a young guy, which was huge for you guys this season. So I, I would I'd give him my vote as well. Yeah, that about wraps it up. Uh, but I would be remiss if I didn't give a quick – update on my MVP 2005 season uh, <laughs> Boston Red Sox now with a brilliant record of three and 14 Woo! Um, it's, it's not looking great for the old boys of Beantown uh, my best hitter right now is 40 year old BJ Serhoff hitting a whopping 220 um, that guy's a legend well, the thing is, is he's my best hitter, and he wasn't even supposed to be in the starting lineup. He's filling in at first base as a right fielder uh, for Todd Helton, who was my second best hitter to start the season because, again, he's like a 95 in that game, but he tore his meniscus in game two, and he's out for 50 games. So I'm, <laughs> I'm hurting a little bit. I actually went out and made a couple trades, picked up uh, Trot Nixon and Mickey Mantle, to fill some holes, oh. fill some holes in the in the outfield. Had to give up a little bit. Had to give up a little bit for for Mantle, but it was worth it. Um, like the old pickup for the Mick. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see if things turn around. Starting to hit a little bit better, so we will we will see how that season ends up. I probably won't even finish it because the frustration will just have gotten to be too much. Uh, but anyway. Thanks for tuning in to the first of many postseason edition episodes. Uh, our plan is to catch back up with you guys later this week. Um, in the meantime, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that review. We five love- stars. Five stars. We love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball very soon. October baseball is officially here. Until next time, peeps, stay filthy. See a flex fuego, so forget all the rest. The best of the best, yes, I'm a beast in a sesh. Cats on the left, stress, they will yes you to death. And smile on your grill, dying to chill, lying for real. These actions of the fake man, I'm trying to kill. Dead in the grill, I tell you that you just isn't ill. And you spit counterfeit like an $8 bill. Just bounce, no doubt, pack it up and be out. I'm like Annie Skywalker's metachlorian count. The line is long, I shine and the force is strong. I don't try, I do or do not. And wreck these songs, don't get me wrong. Me, I was born to perform. Man, my throwaway spit far harder than norm. So for real, send me a date and address line and get blind by the shine while I spit these rhymes. I'm one of the greatest doing it.